Hey Hope Family, today is the day we begin our new summer small group that I'm calling Becoming Peacemakers tonight at 7 o'clock at the church. Whether you have signed up or not, feel free to come on out. We'll be going through the book Love Over Fear, Facing Monsters, Befriending Enemies, and Healing Our Polarized World by Dan White Jr. Right now we have about 20 people signed up with both the that's between both uh, Wednesday night in-person meetings, again starting at 7 o'clock tonight, and our Sunday night Zoom meetings that starts this Sunday, uh, July 5th at 8.30 PM. If you would like to sign up or show up, you are very much welcome to. Uh, I'll either see you in a few hours or you can email me, dave at hopechristianfellowship.org to get the details on the Zoom meeting or check today's Hope Notes and you'll have the meeting ID in there. But for today's devotional, we are in Matthew 5, 31 to 32, and then we're also going to read from Matthew 19, 3 to 12. We'll be looking at Jesus's teaching on divorce, a, a great happy way to start our day, right, with divorce. As we head into Jesus's teachings on divorce, I think it's important to remember something that I said uh, a week or so ago. These teachings of Jesus, the ones that go, you have heard it said, but I tell you, these statements by Jesus... Remember that he is pointing us toward his new law, his his law of love, that you love one another. And I think with a little background, we'll see how the interpretation of the law was unloving and Jesus is pointing his hearers towards love. So let's dive into First uh, Matthew 5, 31 and 32, just two verses. And there Jesus says this. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a cert- certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries that divorced woman commits adultery. And then in Matthew 19, 3-12, Jesus kind of expands his teachings on divorce. Starting in verse 3 of Matthew 19, some Pharisees came to him. To test him, they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard, but it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men. And others were renounced, have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. So there we have uh, Jesus's teaching on divorce. In other gospels, uh, these teachings are reiterated. They are m- maybe slightly different, but that basically summarizes uh, what Jesus says on divorce. And growing up and going to a Christian school, the discussion around these verses seemed to delve into, well, what does Jesus mean by marital unfaithfulness? 
right? Because Jesus says that that is the only way that divorce is allowed is through marital unfaithfulness. And the word that's uh, generally you, the word there is generally used for adultery, but also refers to any host of other versions of sexual immorality. So there was a debate about if this meant simply adultery or if it if you found out that your wife was unfaithful before marriage. And I think these debates miss the point entirely by trying to bring us back to legalism, which is in large part what Jesus was trying to avoid. Jesus wasn't, in Matthew 19, the Pharisees come and say, isn't it okay for us to divorce for any reason? When Jesus says that there's one reason, he's not trying to be legalistic about it. Really, he's trying to avoid legalism. Again, he's pointing us to love. And I think what is helpful is not the debate about what exactly qualifies as marital unfaithfulness, but what is helpful is to notice that Jesus isn't really talking about divorce as we know it. Today, divorce can be mutual or it can be initiated by either party. In Jesus' day, the law that stems from Deuteronomy 24, 1-4 was interpreted to mean that a man could divorce his wife for literally just about anything. There are even reported cases of divorce because the wife messed up dinner. So you could see how this was taken out of control. And both Matthew 5 and Matthew 19 Jesus says that a man, if a man divorces his wife, that it is a one-way decision. And so I bring this up because I think it's an important difference. Divorce was a unilateral decision made by the husband. Jesus is saying there is only one reason this should even be considered. So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for today? Well, we could try to parse through all the different possible scenarios and come up with a a legalistic guideline of when divorce is or isn't allowed, or we can see what Jesus was pointing toward, namely love. Marriage, as we see in Ephesians 5, is a picture of Christ's love for the church. The church, much like Israel, is unfaithful, but Christ continues to be faithful to us. The call for Christ and his church is always unification. For those within the church to see each other as one, as they serve one God and are united by one spirit. Our marriages should be entered into the same way. We are to love our spouses selflessly. Undoubtedly, we will be disappointed by our spouse and we will disappoint our spouse. But we are to love and to seek reconciliation at all cost. It would be naive for me to say that this is always possible, that this is always wise, that this is always the safest solution to be uh, reconciled, to be uh, brought back together, to stay in marriage. God allowed for divorce in the days of Moses. Jesus allows for divorce in some cases. So we can argue over the details, or we can just see that the goal is always love and unity, and that's what we should be striving for. This is obviously true of marriage. That's what we've been talking about. That was the jumping off point. But in terms of the marriage conversation, that may not be applicable to you today because your marriage is fine or you're not married. But what are some relationships in your life where you are tempted to give up on, to give in, where you feel like the differences are too great? Maybe it's wise for you to separate. If there have been attempts to reconcile, attempts for unity, but they have been unmet, or they've been unmatched, or even met with more hostility. 
But if you haven't made that effort toward reconciliation, if you haven't made that effort towards unity, maybe today is the day to start.